when it comes to video games, there can usually be three sort of ways that it can be received. The first being positive. Many people really enjoying the game. A small handful not liking it, but most of them enjoying it. Second being not liking it, where it's sort of just flipped. A small handful of people actually didn't find the game more bad, but most of the public did not like it. Then you have the third. This is kind of one of those more rare scenes where it's split down the middle. There's a bunch of people that like it and then a bunch of people that don't. But it's something that is seen a lot in video games. Usually a mixed reception, as you can probably tell. Now, what I'm about to talk about for this first, very first episode is probably one is a game, a pretty old one, as a matter of fact, that definitely had a fair amount of people divided. And that was called Kane and Lynch. Kane and Lynch Dead Men is the first entry in the in the two games, made in 2007 by IO Interactive and was published by Edios. Now, before we actually go into the game itself, I would like to bring up one thing in particular, which was a major controversy that surrounded it. And it's all from one man. He didn't cause it, but was a key figure, Jeff Gertzman. Now, Jeff Gertzman was a reviewer he, and writer for GameSpot, which is who some of you may know as a review website. They make reviews and all that stuff. Now, Jeff Gertzman did a review for Kane and Lynch 1, and it was not that superb. Now, in the end, he gave it a 6 out of 10, but he still did not have a lot of good things to say about it. And GameSpot did not take lightly to that. They supposedly actually believed that he could not be trusted because of the low score, and so they fired him, which sent major backlash to GameSpot, and even the name Kane and Lynch themselves, like it had backlash towards GameSpot, Idios, IO, even the game itself, I think also because there were supposedly false reviews on the website for the game. So, wow. But anyways, Jeff Gertzman would then actually move on. He didn't just give up there. He would move on to create an entirely new review site that's now known as Giant Bomb. And they still go to this day, I presume. But now that we got that out of the way, let's get into the game. Now, Kane and Lynch senses around, of course, Kane and Lynch, a duo who are just, which is actually a key thing that makes this game stand out, is, of course, the characters themselves, Kane and Lynch. They are horrible people. They are evil people. Kane was a mercenary, or was a mercenary, who worked for this group called the Seven. Now, the Seven is actually a key part of the story of the first game, but I will get into it later. And he was absent for most of his family's life. He had a wife and a child, and he was gone for 14 years. Lynch, on the other hand, is a schizophrenic, a very serious schizophrenic, so much so that in an outburst, as he describes in-game that he has blackouts and loses control of himself, 
he would brutally murder his wife, Annie, because of it. But despite that, Lynch would be assisting the Seven, being a watchdog to Lynch, to Kane, as we move on to the story. The story begins with Kane being transported in a prison bus. Lynch is also on that bus, but not exactly also as a prisoner. This isn't a situation where Kane and Lynch just meet out of the blue and they suddenly become best pals. No, Lynch is there for a reason. And that reason, of course, is to protect Kane in order to help him break out of the bus and just to freedom, at least at first. The bus is attacked by a bunch of guys armed, by a bunch of armed guards or thugs or whatever you can call them, and escapes. But it turns out that the Seven, a group that Kane was a part of, was the reason behind it. And they don't just want him to be free to be free. They're not nice people, which is the key thing. Kane and Lynch are horrible people fighting a slightly more eviler presence, that being the Seven. Because the Seven are just freaking, ugh, they're just awful to say, you know, just to say the least, you know. I could say more, but that would probably get too vulgar. But anyways, they find that Cain betrayed them. There was this heist that they all did. It went horribly wrong. Cain, at least in their eyes, abandoned them and left with the money. All the money that they got from this said heist. And so, under the threat of Cain's wife and daughter, who they have captured, or at least said to have captured, and are holding hostage... Kane must find this money and give it to them, with Lynch being a watchdog and updating the Seven on what he's, he's been doing. So, Kane knows where the money, or at least all the money, is at this bank. So he gets help from this one guy, this sort of vault breaker or whatever. They bust in the bank. They tell Kane, because like they're just in this underground section, Kane to... Just hold everyone a hostage. Just make sure nobody escapes and calls the cops or whatever, even though that's probably pointless. And they bust in. Uh-oh. Half the money's not even there. The other half's there, not the other half. And Kane believes it to be this Japanese crime boss, maybe just a regular big head in Japan. But stuff goes horribly wrong, which is a key thing to make this game stand out. Everything just goes so wrong. Like, truly. Everything just goes wrong. And it's not fun. Just when you think something's about to go actually right, nope. And a snap. Everything just goes wrong. But anyways, basically, Lynch has an outburst because of his schizophrenia. And he ends up killing everyone. Civilians, guards, whatnot. Everyone's dead. Which leads the police to then become ruthless into track taking them down. And so, but they escape. Barely, with the lock, the vault breaker dying, trying to escape with the van. The driver in the van they had and the vault breaker dying. They escape by the subway and they know, or at least Kane knows, that... The other half of the money must be in the hands of a crime boss. So they come up with a plan and they go to Japan. 
the second act, to say the least, takes place in Japan, as Kane believes a crime boss has the other half of the money that he's supposed to give to the Seven. And so they come up with a plan, or a ransom plan, to say the least. They start by going to this club that's owned by this woman, and they kidnap her, basically, knock her out, and take her hostage, basically, as they have to escape the club, armed guards, all that stuff. They basically take her for ransom and order. So, like, the situation's like, we don't kill your daughter, you give us the money. Something like that. And so they set up a plan at this park. This random park, no specific importance of its name, but just a park. They have a couple of hired guards to help them out. And Lynch, big mistake here, Lynch is in charge of keeping the daughter in charge. Because the daughter, the lady, is the daughter of the crime boss. I don't know if I brought it up before. Basically, that's the key thing. That's why. But anyways, they go down. They go to this meeting spot at said park. And the guy's not there. Though there is a cell phone that's ringing. Kane picks it up, and it's actually the crime boss actually providing a deal. The Lynch is like, no, don't do it. The guy's a liar. He's evil and all that, even though he's kind of worse than the guy. And the, the boss actually provides Kane an offer to help take down the Seven. But Kane, like usual, messes up, and another outburst ends up killing the daughter. And that offer is blown out of the water. They barely escape. Guards die, whatnot, based on the gameplay or whatnot. But either way, everything goes horribly wrong again. But they still have a backup plan. And that involves four individuals who are all part of the Seven, betrayed, and want revenge. Which leads into the third act. But before we get into these specific individuals that Kane plans to get into contact with, there is one other part that we need to talk about before we get into it. So Kane and Lynch head back into the U.S. Now, one key thing that we do learn in between gameplay and these loading screens is that the Seven actually offered Lynch a deal and that if Kane died, because they actually wanted Kane to die in his attempts to getting the money, Lynch would then take his spot. Because, of course, Kane had a spot before he quote-unquote betrayed them. Either way. But, of course, it's two sets of evil finding a greater one. The seven betray Lynch as well. And they plan to kill all of them. Kane, Lynch... And his wife and child. And so they drag him over. Jenny being the daughter of Cain. And the wife. Who we don't know. Now this is also another thing. This story is very unsatisfying. There is not exactly a lot of happy stuff between it. Like even the duo themselves. Cain and Lynch. They generally don't like each other that very much. And it kind of adds to that sort of chaoticness. Which actually I think helps the game a lot. But moving away from that, we get back to the story. So the seven are like, oh, you didn't get the money. Time for you and your wife and your child to die. They bring him over. 
one of they all leave except for one of the seven this silent guy basically mute whatever he kills the wife not even getting a chance not even letting kane talk to them at least and leaving the daughter alive but lynch breaks free from whatever he attacks one of the guards that was that the scene watching over them make sure they don't try anything and then lynch rut kane rushes at the mute with a shovel and beats him to death with it simple enough though the scene's actually executed well because like you know kane's like you didn't let me talk to my wife you didn't let me talk to them i'm sounding very monotone right now but i kind of enjoy it but anyways now they have to protect jenny all that stuff another gameplay section i'll get to that later but just because of course we're still focusing on the story jenny gets away they they fought this big truck like they killed the driver and then they drive with uh kane's wife's body and they bury her on the side of a highway and then kane pulls out this notebook and the notebook contains the dead men as i've brought up before and they go to this prison with this truck they literally just drive the truck at full speed bust through the gates and they bust the guys out and but of course only three of them remained and with that they bust out all that stuff kane learns about how lynch brutally murdered his wife all that stuff doesn't really matter and then they get back to japan where they do another heist thing though this one's actually pretty cool because you get to sky down like sky wrap repel down because repelling sort of a thing you repel down a, the side of a building very tall building you bust in through this meeting room the boss dies you get the other money you escape all that stuff you run through the streets whatever and you make it you got the money but now you're just focused on taking out the seven and then comes the final act which is um it kind of goes from criminal heist stuff to like like full-blown war in this final act that takes place in venezuela we finally move on to venezuela the very chaotic much more chaotic than the other game final act has and yeah no i'm telling you it goes like up really quickly like you go from just going on a heist to japan taking out a boss to then learning that the seven are actually now the government basically they became like the heads of the government of venezuela which caused the civil war and so you team up with the rebels in the civil war to attack the government yes i know it goes like up really quickly and it's also kind of a bit of a underwhelming gameplay wise final act which i'll explain of course later after i finish actually discussing this story which has surprisingly been a bit of a lot but anyways they go through they get to the capitol building or the el capital um one of the seven kills himself uh you kill the other the one that supposedly broke kane's nose because kane had a broken nose or at least a fixed broken nose because he got like you know one of those bandages that go over the nose and whatnot and then you get help from this one seven this guy actually though was the only like sort of nice one he didn't really want to do 
what the seven was doing to Kane, just one person. He wasn't that big of a deal until now. And so he helps decides to help him. And they're at this and they learn that they're the rest of the seven got away. The two brothers specifically, as of which, and they went to this like base in the jungle where you head next. Now you get to the jungle, you find the base, and it turns out though now that you bust in, shoot a bunch of baddies, whatnot, and then you learn that the brothers actually got to Jenny. The brothers got Jenny are now holding them, her hostage, and planning to kill her possibly soon. So you bust in, all that stuff, bang, bang, shooty, shoot, more baddies. The guy that helps you dies, sadly. He went in first, gets shot, dead. He was planning to plant this mine of some sorts. It's like very dangerous, big explosive. You come across the brothers. You shoot the explosive as you were outnumbered. And it was kind of a distraction. This kills one of the brothers while the other brother gets away with Jenny. You get in a car of some sort. You drive to this airport sort of thing. And... Ugh. What am I thinking? But no, uh, he another turret section basically gameplay wise. They get to the airport, they stop him, and the seven's dead now. The money doesn't even become a big thing. It's just saving Kane's daughter. And there was this other group of people, like the rest of the dead men, went because like one of them quit. So there was like only two guys left. One of them quit like after the capital. And so two of them and a bunch of others went to this village and they were literally getting slaughtered and they were holed up in this church. And once you get to the seven, you actually get two different choices, which is now something I will bring up is finally, as the final act concludes, we get to basically the two different endings you can get. Now, as I've brought up before, the game story is very unsatisfactory everything goes wrong, all that stuff, mainly because of Lynch, but also just stuff just goes super unlucky. Like, seriously, though, Kane and Lynch gotta be these, like, one of the most unluckiest characters. They have the worst luck ever. Like, next Isaac Clarke from the Dead Space trilogy, which I'll probably do a, a review of soon. But moving away from Dead Space and Isaac Clarke, God rest his soul and his unlucky karma and his just horrible karma, horrible, horrible karma. We move on to the two endings, which are equally unsatisfactory. So the first ending you get, which I'll call the helicopter ending. So basically like you get a split decision. You either, because there's a helicopter that's waiting to be flown away. And then there's a, a path to the village where the rest of the seven are still holding up and are barely lasting they're gonna die like they're gonna die soon so you get two choices you can either take the helicopter with your daughter lynch stays behind and it's like a freaking course you know freaking traitor you know and all that stuff sissy and the daughter hates you now even more for being a coward because like the daughter just hated lynch in the first place you know the daughter was like oh no thank you thank you thank you once you save her from the other brother she freaking like aims a gun at Kane and is like, stay away, stay away. You freaking mom's dead. Like just, 
oh, I'm so mad at you. I hate you with my all my guts and all that. But of course, Jenny still goes with Kane because I mean it's Kane's father, and he promised to get her out. And you take the helicopter. She's safe, but now she actually hates you even more because of you being basically being a coward and abandoning everybody. With Lynch presumably dying in an attempt to save the rest, the the other two dead men. And then you get to the village ending where you hold back from the helicopter. You go in. You know he's like, "Hey, I'm done like leaving people," you know, and all that. Like he left the seven to die, even though they miraculously survived. They go in, but one of them dies, leaving one last dead man left. Shelley is who he goes by. They barely escape. There were some boats at this dock. They go through the village shooting more baddies. Shelly, at least went through my playthrough, he was actually supposed to die, I think, by some rocket, but he actually gets on the boat and leaves. Like, just a, like there was like two boats. And then you, Lynch, and Jenny get on this other boat and escape. Um, but Jenny also got like injured. She was like bleeding out and starting to become weak during the whole thing. And she presumably passes away or dies from blood loss. And Lynch gets shot. Like in the side, he's he's okay. He still lives. He's not like, oh, I'm so I'm gonna die soon. But no, both are just sad. Just not very happy endings. And hence ends the story of Kane and Lynch. And now we get on to the gameplay itself. Now that we have the story out of the way, let's move on to the game itself and to the big part of this is it good or bad at least for this one uh, it's fine to say the least it's not it's got a lot of issues but none of them not like they don't really hinder anything it's just kind of poorly done and i think the key reason to that is probably the developing and like developing experience so for those who don't know io interactive the people who developed this game they worked previously on the Hitman games beforehand. And if some of you know, the older entries are a lot more slower paced and focus on stealth. So from them to go from a three, a third person stealth game then that involves taking your time, patience, finding the right moment and killing your target in a very creative way to a not to a pretty linear story based third person shooter squad-based elements it's definitely a bit of a big stretch because i mean the shooting you can tell from the shooting which is definitely to say the least poor it's the key things being in the bullet spread like where the bullets go when you shoot and aiming aiming because they both tie into one another aiming does not feel perfect like you could literally aim at someone and also, it's kind of stiff, too. You got some acceleration, so sometimes you'll actually over-aim and, like, try to quickly go to someone, but you'll overshoot it a lot. And then um, you got uh, you got the bullet spread, which is definitely ruins the whole thing. Bullets will go everywhere. Like, they, like there probably will be moments where you have your crosshair on someone, 
and it goes completely over them. And this also doesn't help that of the cover mechanic, which is also just plain bad, because it instead of just pressing a button, being able to go completely into cover, involves clunkily moving, like just your character just running into a wall, just trying to find the right spot. Because they didn't do like the button thing, like I said. They do a specific location sort of mechanic where there's certain spots, like for example, uh, the corner of um, a like a freaking potted plant or the, the edge of a wall, those are registered as spots that you can get into cover for. And then it doesn't work most of the time, and it's kind of clunky. And also the fact that you can also just still get hit while in cover, which makes it a bit more aggravating. Because I would like to bring up now, I played this on hard mode, which the game calls Morphine. So, like, the difficulties are just based off of alcohol. You have uh, aspirin, uh, adrenaline, and then morphine. I'm guessing. And morphine is their interpretation of hard mode. doesn't do much. It just damage increase, whatnot. And I just decided to do it on hard mode. And, um, yeah, that's basically how it went. Cover mechanics clunky, very poor game shooting, whatever. But then you got another thing that they do, which is this squad base thing. So like you can you have Lynch, of course, and also sometimes at certain points other squad mates. And you can order them to do certain things, kind of. And uh it doesn't work that well. Yeah. You know, it's I mean it's not bad actually. It's okay, you know. But it's kind of a pointless endeavor. Because most of the time, the squad mates, they're just there for you to make things more intense as you have to sometimes. They'll be out in the open. Like, they can get downed, and it'll be game over when, if they die. So, yeah. That was a bit of annoying sometimes. And then you got, um, when you get die, die. Pete that twice, I'm sorry. Basically, you take enough damage, you get downed, and there's a chance you can be revived by a squad mate. But if you actually get downed again, like in like 10 seconds after you just got revived the first time, that'll also be considered a game over because um, you've overdosed. The game says you overdosed on adrenaline. Yay. You know? And it kind of just makes it a bit annoying. Um, and it also just is long, you know? It kind of drags on a bit. But, I mean, they do do put a nice twist on it. They kind of have an emotional thing. You hear, like, when you're down, you'll hear faintly, um, like, past lines of dialogue, certain things. And it kind of, and it's like they're reminiscing on it all. But overall, it's, I mean, it's fine. It's okay. It's been annoying, but it's okay, my experience-wise. And then um, there's also co-op mode. So, like, you can play as, like, you could play as Kane or... Or, and the other person could play as Lynch. They supposedly put a nice twist on it where Lynch sees everyone as cops, even though, like, if you are playing as Kane and looking, you'll see Lynch attacking, like, just civilians that Lynch sees as cops. That's a nice little detail on his schizophrenia and all that. But uh, still, um, yeah, there's co-op. I think there was actually a multi, like, just full-blown multiplayer mode. I never played it, but I'm pretty sure it would be very ineffective. But other than that, I mean, gosh, that's the thing. I don't know what to feel about it. 
It's just that I see what they were going for. They should have at least put a bit more in the oven because also the game just does not look great. The textures is just bad. You know, they're not good. It's The graphics have aged pretty poorly. And then, like I brought up before when I was talking about the story, we have the final act. And yeah, playing it on Morphine is a pain. You got this really absurd difficulty spike. Like, there's this one section when you're trying to get to the capital or El Capital. You have to go through this, like, square. And there's, like, a, like 1,500 enemies that you have to watch out for. You do get, like, four squads of four from the rebels. But they're so weak. They get, they, they get obliterated. Like, two shots will kill them. And it's just annoying. And, like, it's slow, you know, and all that, but then I got past it, so all that. There's also this attempt at stealth. You could do stealth takedowns. Like, you sneak up behind them, you press, like, A, for example, and little animation, boom, guy's dead. There is a chance to do it sneakily, but then comes the silence weapons. Like, the t when you get the silence pistol, in the, like, at one section in Venezuela when you're in the jungle... It's so bad. Like, they tried to do silence weapons. That's the thing. Like, both the games have a problem. Stealth is not that great. Because you get spotted. Like, it, there's no, like, spotted meter. Like, it, the meter builds up and shows where the per where it's coming, where the person seeing you is coming from. And kind of the direction, at least. But it's just, it's just not that good, you know? But, I mean, it was over. You know, it was near the end, so it was like, okay. Okay. Yeah, because no, the, the the final act had definitely a uh, it had a not very great difficulty spike. <sighs> but um no yeah. That's about it, you know. That's all I can say about the gameplay. Um uh, yeah. That's the thing too, like there's nothing much, you know? There's nothing, like, groundbreaking. It's mainly, like, the story stuff and structure stuff that they do that actually makes the game notable, you know? It stands out from other games that center around criminal activity, heists and all that stuff, you know? But anyways, let's move on to the verdict. In the end, Canaan Lynch 1 is a, um... It's okay. Decent. To give it like the highest praise that I could while being honest with myself. It's just that it's got a lot of things. Like there's a lot of potential it had. It just definitely, I think needed more time in the oven, like more fleshed outness, maybe doing something different. Cause I can tell that they made the game from the engine or software that they may use to make the Hitman, the older Hitman games, at least like Hitman two and blood money. So it was kind of, how to say it, cheap, maybe, kind of lazy, cheap. I mean, I understand, like, they had to create, it would be kind of a lot, lot to create, like, an entire new software and, like, engine and whatnot just for this. But you could definitely see the flaws the engine had, like, take Mass Effect Andromeda, for example. That game uses the Frostbite engine which is used in the Battlefield games. And as we, at least a few of us know, 
Battlefield 4, which also used the Frostbite engine, had a very unfinished and buggy launch state. So, uh, yeah. The reason behind why they switched to the Frostbite engine, I don't know. I mean, the freaking frick, they used Unreal Engine 3 for all three Mass Effects, so I don't understand <laughs> why they would switch. But for this, it's kind of like a reverse, you know? It's like, why, you know? I mean, it's like, they could have at least done a bit more instead of just like, because I'm pretty sure they like took a few things, they did something different. But most of it kind of felt like it was taken from Hitman, you know? Like, Hit, like Hitman Blood Money and all that. But... In the end, it was fine. The best thing, though, I think that can be taken from the game is sort of the ugliness of it all. I mean, not like actually, like because the game does look pretty bad, but also sort of figuratively, it's chaotic. It is unsatisfactory, and I think a I love that sort of thing. You know, it's unique. It's something fresh. You know, it's like how oh everything goes so bad. You know, and then bam, everything goes so good now. It's like. Eh, nowadays at least, because it was done so many times before. So for this to kind of be all unsatisfactory and messy, I think it kind of is good in a way. It fits Kane and Lynch and the dynamic, because like I've said before, Kane and Lynch obviously hate each other, but they kind of have to stick together because they're going to die if they don't stick together. But, I mean, that's the thing, though. The Kane and Lynch series cannot continue. You know, uh, you just had the poor sales figures, the very divisive and mediocre reception from both to both games, actually. You know, because, like, that's the thing, though, too. It's not bad, but I think people were overdramatic or at least over-exaggerating when this game came out because, like, I think some people said, like, I've heard some people say, like, this was... At least I've heard that some people said that this was like the worst game ever. It's not the worst game ever. It's just kind of a decent, it's an okay game, you know? It's got some, it got a fair amount of problems, but they didn't exactly hinder it that much. It was just kind of like, it just kind of made the experience kind of, kind of lame, not dull, because the story was entertaining. Just made the process of getting to those story parts lame and that's kind of what i that's another thing i can say really about it the gameplay is lame but the story actually i enjoyed it's entertaining to say the least i'm not saying it's like some fleshed out story with like multiple subplots character arcs all that because that's the thing kane and lynch don't have character arcs they are still as horrible as they were in the beginning but i think it fits it you know but overall though I'd give the game mm, a 7. 7.3 to be nice. And, yeah. Yeah, 7.3 out of 10. Good job, Kane and Lynch. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening in on my review of Kane and Lynch Dead Men. I would like to bring up a few things. For starters... I will be streaming some of the games I play and will soon review on YouTube. So you can check me out at Mauricimo. 
And um, I'm also available on Twitter. I won't make tweets that often, probably, because Twitter is already going downhill as we speak. But just a little heads up. Thank you all so much for watching. I will attempt to bring up another review. I won't, like, instantly review the sequel. I'll probably review a few other games I've played a while back and I've had some opinions on. Hey, maybe you might get a Mass Effect review soon. Maybe review the whole trilogy, including Andromeda, which will be interesting for some of you guys who are dedicated fans of Mass Effect. I am too. I love Mass Effect. But thank you all so much for listening in, and I shall see you all later. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening in on my review of Kane and Lynch Dead Men. I would like to bring up a few things. For starters, I will be streaming some of the games I play and will soon review on YouTube. So you can check me out at Mauricimo. And um, I'm also available on Twitter. I won't make tweets that often, probably, because Twitter is already going downhill as we speak. But just a little heads up. Thank you all so much for watching. I will attempt to bring up another review. I won't like instantly review the sequel. I'll probably review a few other games I've played a while back and I've had some opinions on. Hey, maybe you might get a Mass Effect review soon. Maybe review the whole trilogy, including Andromeda, which will be interesting for some of you guys who are dedicated fans of Mass Effect. I am too. I love Mass Effect. But thank you all so much for listening in, and I shall see you all later. Bye-bye.